and welcome back Where to Demonic Phoenix. Hell have we been. I am totally ripping off a De La Greca. Oh my god, guys, we have been gone for a while. So sorry to be doing that. We just get Holidays, so submerged in life. Vacations. Yeah, man. Life. We've had a lot of things happening lately. Um Yeah, so first things first. Uh let us kick off the show by saying that we are definitely going to AEW. We're going to AEW, AEW, AEW. We're going to Ash Stadium, y'all. We're going to Grand Slam. We um, might not have the best seats, but we got the most affordable seats. And the most important thing is that it doesn't matter where we're sitting over there. It's the fact that we're able to be in this presence of something we really looked forward to last year. And we have the, you know fingers crossed you fingers know crossed. from here till the show that we have the opportunity to be able to go see the show that we've always wanted to go see which is aw dynamite we will be seeing what's the name of the event grand slam <clears throat> grand slam that's right so it's going to be a pay-per-view similar for free so, so wednesday how, night uh, pay-per-view winter is here was or fight for the fallen or like we're going to be talking about um, Fighter Fest. So Fighter Fest night one and two. Night one and two we're gonna be talking about tonight. So um, both nights, John Moxley defended his IWGP Championship. Oh yeah. Um, night one, he defended against Carl Anderson. Night two, he went against Lance Archer. So obviously, right. night one, he defeated Carl Anderson if he had a night two to defend the title. But um, first off, Carl Anderson. Put on a better match than I thought he would have against John Moxley. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. I thought he was actually going to win the title. I being that you told me about the history of him in, you know, New Japan. Yeah, it's highly rumored he's going back to New New Japan. Uh, everybody thought he was going to bring the title with him, but instead of bringing that title with him, he's actually bringing the Impact Tag Team Championships with him. That's right. Um, the new brothers, well, the good brothers and the new. Tag Team Champions in Impact Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Daddy Dangly over there. So, Moxley always puts on a good form. Um, it, that match was really close. I was highly sold that uh, Moxley was going to drop the title that night. But then they advertised after the match it was going to be him versus Lance Archer. Right. In a Texas death match in Lance Archer's hometown. And it's like, <laughs> it got to a point where it's like, all right, it's... Texas death match too. Yeah, first, we know what's gonna happen. This was like a given. Yeah, too. the first one was in New Japan about eighteen months ago. Last year, January, I believe. Wow. Yeah. And this one was very very similar to how that was. Um they did a lot of the same spots with the double tables, which they did during the heavyweight championship match as well for the AEW title. Yeah. Um it was Brutal. There were some spots that I didn't like. Like I pointed out to you, I saw Moxley legit opening up his bandage, and you said about himself. Archer. Him and Lance Because this happened yes. with Archer. Yeah, it was very obvious when when you pointed it out to me and we rewound it. I it was really obvious. It was like the same thing that happened with Jericho when he was on top of the cage with MJF. Yeah. I mean. The wrestlers don't know what angle is going to be watching them. They're just going to, in the moment, think of what's the easiest way to get to what they need to do for what happens next. No, but the camera does know what spot is supposed to be next. Then that's the cameraman and the cameraman who's 
and the director behind the cameraman's fault, not the wrestler. I can't fault the wrestler for it, but um, they could try to do better on making it less obvious. Yeah, completely. <laughs> like, we saw Jericho completely blade open. Like, we saw him. And then we saw Moxley just take out his little piece. And then we saw him from the above ring angle actually blade himself. So it's like yeah, they showed like, you the angle where he was taking was his wrist blade off. It was too quick to notice. I feel like Jericho's was more obvious of a standout than Moxley, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, um, but just, just give me something else, though. For the Lance Archer match, though, it was very enjoyable. I thought it was a lot of fun. I am thrilled that Lance Archer is actually our new IWGP US champion. Yes, it turns out that he's actually the one that won the title, which I figured if it wasn't going to be Carl Anderson, then possibly Lance Archer, because they're not really utilizing him so much in AEW Dynamite or on Dark or, or Rampage or anything for the matter. So it makes sense since he has a contract over in New Japan for him to hold the title so he could defend it over there. Um, I really hope that while, while he does his run over there, if he were to lose it to somebody for him and for him to come back to AEW Dynamite, then I hope he comes back stronger than ever because I could see him going for a lot of other opportunities. Um, I feel like they expended him as much as they can for now, and that's why they're giving him the New Japan belt. I understand. To kind of spread his wings in other horizons. I feel you with that. And not keep him limited to just AEW. Like, he could still go... He started in New Japan, right? Um, he was in WWE, New Japan. He was all over. Where the place. did he start? Uh, start. He was in WWE before he was in New Japan. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, regardless of history, he's not held down to one company like WWE does to their wrestlers. Yeah, I said it. I fucking said it. I'm not gonna fucking hold back and be like, oh, I'm not gonna talk about this one company. I got freedom of speech, bitches. WWE can suck it. All right, so you mentioned him having a uh, title reign. What are the chances he actually loses next week to Hikaleu, Tamatanga's younger brother? Oh, well, he was in the audience, and there was a teaser for that. So that's why I said, I'm like, if they're going to do that, then he'll probably lose it to that guy. To just bring the story full circle from everything that you told me with the interaction between him and Moxley at New Japan. So... But it was, I, between the two mm-hmm. fights yeah. of Moxley versus whoever, Carl or Lance, I really enjoyed him against Lance Archer a lot more. I really loved the pop about the um, floorboards with the barbed wire out of nowhere. Even yeah. though some of the barbed wire was a little flat, I was like, oh. Yeah. You know, it was still a good play. Mm-hmm. Um, it was exciting. For me, I was really tired that night, so I was kind of falling asleep. But yo, that shit woke me up when I saw those things come out. I was like, yes! It was a lot of, you know, it was a lot of, it was a big action-packed night. It was just unfortunate I didn't feel, like, very there. Like, mentally and physically, I was tired, you guys. So I just, I was trying. And, you know, we always try to do our best to do it on on the Wednesday night of the show because we don't want to ruin any spoilers next day on social media or find out anything we like to you know we got the FOMO for AEW we need to know that night so you know despite uh, my falling asleep I enjoyed Fighter Fight Night Fight Fest two, Night 2 a lot more than I like Night 1 okay um, going back to Night 1 where Brian Cage lose 
the FTW Championship to Ricky Starks. Uh, I expected that. I was waiting for a mm -hmm. while already. I'm like, they've been teasing it. They haven't used it. And the only place they're going to exchange it is within his own little group. So it made sense for Ricky Starks to get it since their little feud. Um, the moment I knew he was going to lose it was when Will Hobbs and uh, Hook came out dressed differently than they normally did. They came out dressed. Yeah, you pointed out their white, outfits. Like their outfit kind of matched more Ricky Starks more than it did Brian Cage, who had the black and the orange still. Um, That's right. He so, had classic orange and black colors, yep, which was the class. FTW. Well, ta Team Taz colors, and Ricky Starks did come out with like blue and silver. Was it like he like had the white and colors? Oh, that's right. They had Jaguars colors. They were yeah. rocking like the turquoise and the yellow and the white. Um, yeah, so, and Will Hobbs came out in white. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, was, what is this? They were both in like a uh, dynamic. Overalls. Yeah, that's right. They were. They looked like they were ready to paint, yo. I was like, <laughs> oh shit, somebody gonna do some paint bombs right now? That'd be cool, you know? Throw some paint balloons at people's. But, um,. The match itself. It was expected. I, I, I thought it was okay. I was actually very shocked by the amount of a pop that Ricky Starks got when he won the title. Ugh, and I'm when a he hater, came so. in, there were so many uh, people actually chanting for him. It shocked the shit out of me. Yeah. It was split down the middle. Let's go, Cage. Let's go, Starks. Because amongst them, he's kind of the face mm -hmm. compared to Brian. Brian is more of a heel. Well, Hobbs is a heel, and I see Hook being a face. Okay. So I just want them to figure out what the fuck are they doing with this group because it's kind of been boring, and until this title change, it's been something. But I'm really fucking bored. I want to see what Brian Cage could do outside of this group. I, I hope he separates from them. Put him he after says, Miro. oh, let's see what happens next week. You nah, know? put him after Miro. Yeah, that man. Way. That's what I want. You know, but what happens to him after Miro? I don't know. And that's the shame. That's the shame that I have because I'm a big Brian Cage fan. I fucking love the dude, but they're really not utilizing him. And he's really talented in the way that he could do things. They do have, um, you know, AW has a really large roster and they have so many shows now. They have Rampage, Elevation, Dark. Like, bro, how many people are you going to be fucking hiring? I mean, I love you giving everybody the opportunity, but like now it's about... For me, figuring out where storyline can go. How long do you drag one story out? How short do you keep one story in? You know, I get bored easy. Um, like, Inner Circle, their storyline was up and down, up and down, up and down for me. But the story has lasted over two years. Yeah. So, it's about how you evolve your storyline. And um, for right now, Team Taz, it's just really fucking boring. Okay. I can't, I can't say anything great. I'm just bored. I'm bored with them right now. All right. Um, let's see. But good We're matches. You now, know, talented um, people. For that match itself, me personally, I loved. I actually was fine with the false finishes in that match. Oh, there, I enjoyed there it. There are some yeah. matches where I really can't sit there and enjoy a false finish. Well, the matches were. I, like, I don't want to be misunderstood. The matches I thought were great. The storyline I think is boring. I don't think the matches were boring at all. The matches were great because hearing the audience, the way they responded to them, like you said, the pop that Ricky Starks got, 
and the way that Brian Cage still performs. You know, they had a few little slip-ups, but, yo, he hasn't been involved in anything other than Dark for a while. So I'm I, just glad to see them in action. You know, but so yes, I'm me, sorry uh, to interrupt. For that match, it was actually the match of the night for me. Oh my God, really? There really weren't that many matches that night that actually stood out to me. There was Matt Hardy and Christian, which that was a good match. Don't put it yeah, wrong. Yeah, that was good. But it's like, I've seen it before. And okay, what else? There was Penelope Ford versus Yuka Sakazaki, which it's like Penelope Ford, I, I, Penelope Ford goes over, but she's always used as a fucking, uh, what's it called? Like a jobber. Talent, yeah. yeah. Same thing with the bunny. She always goes over, but she's always used as enhancement talent now. So it's kind of expected for those two women to actually lose their matches. I kind of want to see them win, not on Dark or Elevation. I want to see them win on Dynamite or on Rampage and actually be utilized in their top five because those are actually two women that I feel like can be utilized, but they don't give them enough ring time to keep them well ran and well lubricated. I think they need more training for that matter. That's you why. See? It's about stamina. Because, yo, it's about stamina mm -hmm. and endurance. And, and if you um, keep yeah, them they, up they, every week with them, I feel like they will get to the point where they can be in the top five. Yeah, but who do you highlight each week? You know, it's it's the student class and who's going to participate this week? Who's going to be in the storyline for next week? Who's going to be in the storyline for the pay-per-view? That's what I'm saying. It's like there's so many things going on. Like, slow down on the addition of new people coming in. I love new people coming in, but bro, like, get the storyline straight a little bit. Because you're going to run out of fuel. I feel like they're going to run out of fuel. I really feel like storyline has been solid lately, personally. I mean, with the small things, not... Oh, I don't... Do I sound like I'm saying everything is boring? Yeah. You, you okay, are putting, I am not, like, making it I'm seem like being, every story is bad. No, I am being misunderstood completely, especially by you right now. I'm bored with Team Taz. Okay, I wasn't talking about Team Taz. I know. Way. I'm bored with Team Taz. Okay. I'm just saying... I don't... I'm afraid of them adding so many people that it's going to become boring. I'm not saying it is. I think that's why we have Rampage now, so that things can be spread out. Yeah, but for people like me who feel overwhelmed to watch too many things of the same... Like, yo, bro, I couldn't do six hours a week of wrestling when it was Monday Night Raw and Monday and Friday Night SmackDown. I, or even when it was back-to-back, -back when it was a Monday night and Tuesday night. I can't. It's six fucking hours of goddamn wrestling. And like, yo, two hours is already enough for me. It's good. It's a good amount. It's like a movie. I'm getting several stories and entertainment value. It's great. But now we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. No, you don't. Nobody ever has to watch Monday and Tuesday. No, you know they that... don't. But if they want to keep up with their favorite person who is being promoted on... Let's say, for example, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is on Dynamite. She's on Dark. Has she appeared on Rampage or Elevation? Rampage hasn't even started yet. Well, Rampage is gonna start, so we and have Nyla enough for it. Yes, Nyla Rose won this week on Rampage, on um, Elevation. All right, so you see? So it's like, I gotta watch at least five hours That's just to watch my favorite wrestler. Okay. You get what I'm saying? My thing is, if you're dedicated to that wrestler, then you'll take the five minutes to watch that five-minute match on Dynamite. So you're saying I'm not Dark. a dedicated person if I don't it, watch? I'm saying that if, I'm not a dedicated if fan. you really want to watch that match that's on Elevation, 
that is only five minutes. That feels like shaming, bro. I, I'm, I'm just That telling. feels like shaming. I'm just saying. If you're fan shaming not me. Not really. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're saying you don't have five minutes or something? If No, I don't. Maybe I don't. Uh, you can... If you really like someone, if you're a really big fan of Thunder Rosa, who just got signed to AEW, if you're a really big, big fan of her and you want to see her story continue, then you'll find her five-minute segment on Dynamite or on Dark. Like, okay, well, you. I'm saying that but, you won't be able to watch it live then. You would have to, like, look it up and you'd have to research it. You'd still have to take your time 90% out. of the time. Oh, I feel I'm, fan shamed, you guys. I'm, I'm Let me know saying, if I'm being fan shamed. I'm just I don't saying, know. 90% of the time. Dyna I think that's not fair. Anything that's on dark and elevation is just practice. Yeah, but I don't think that's fair to say that I'm not a fan if I don't I follow didn't her say on you other things. A fan. I'm just saying. If you you're making, said if you I, are no, a I'm, true I was, fan. I'm saying if you're if you're a fan if and you're, you're making an excuse fan. to not watch something for five minutes, then. It's like you can, you can find five minutes to watch it if you really want to watch that person. You threw the E word at me. All right. I don't know what the E word is. The excuse. It's not at you. It's at anybody in general. Yeah. Well, I'm talking for me and the people who feel okay. the same way I do about the fact that why should I have to watch seven hours to call myself a dedicated fan? You don't have fan? to watch seven hours. I just told you. It's a if you like one person, it's five minutes. So why can't I be a dedicated fan without watching the seven? You don't hours? have to watch it. I just said it. you don't have to watch it. And where are you getting the seven hours from for AEW? Oh my god, do I have to be literal now? Like I have to actually use the exact number. It's called an exaggeration. I'm just saying this is just an exaggeration. Okay. I was just trying to say that if i have a certain amount of time that this person is appearing this week mm -hmm. let's say she has a 10 minute entirely she just has 10 minutes and i don't take 10 minutes out of my life to watch those 10 minutes that means that i'm not a dedicated fan i'm just saying that's how i feel like you're approaching that most people on their phones scroll through social media you're not endlessly. answering my question uh, look if you can do <laughs> one thing on a phone question. if you can go do one thing on your phone you can take that five minutes to go watch that person you're not you're you're not answering my question, so let's move on. Okay. Let's just let's just move on. Okay. Um we'll Darby Allen versus disagree. Ethan Page. What'd that was an alright match. I, I'm I'm a little tired of seeing Darby Allen doing the same fucking moves, but I was great I I was glad to see Ethan Page because I don't know him very well. I haven't seen him a lot and he has a lot of I think he has a lot to make it to be one of the top dogs for sure. He's gonna he's got the personality for sure. Um, while he's in this tag team with Scorpio Sky, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I feel like they're both better off by themselves. Okay. I don't like the way they dress and the personality that they're presenting the as The man this, of the year. This team, yeah. It, this GQ shit, it's, it's lame to me, and it's not lame in the good ways. So, I don't know. Like, but for the match itself, I, it was pretty good. It was like a three out of five for me. Okay. Um... For me, expected ending for the match. Um, Darby Allen, we of course knew he was gonna win. Yeah. It's like a death style match, not death match, but like a coffin match. It was a coffin match. It's yeah. more suited towards his style of uh, wrestling. And the only really thing that I did love was when he did the spot with this uh, the skateboard. But it's like I'm also past that. 
Oh. Yeah, he's done that already on Rick. When he, nothing can top when he skateboarded on Ricky Stark's back with thumbtacks. Yeah. Nothing beats that. To me, I feel like he's just like an emo version of Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy gets over oh so much more. <laughs> and it's like they both have the same amount of moveset at this point. And I feel like Cassidy could do more with his set than Darby Allen can. I personally would love to see more from Ethan Page. I want yeah. to see him go on a total temper tantrum run. I want him to start going crazy because he had this loss to Darby Allen. And anyone who gets in his way, I just want him to like decimate with Scorpio Sky. Okay. Like go around jumping people like he did to Darby at first. But make it seem like his path to destruction is for a reason. Like for a title. You know? Go after like a Ricky Starks now that the FTW belt is being Oh my defended. god. How go many times have we fantasized about go, the FTW go belt after being put into a Miro. play? Like, Two years they haven't done shit with it. Now they're going to. Well yes. I agree with the Miro. Like go, go for the TNT go after, belt. Like, a Miro. Definitely. Like, but at this point I but also But they're tag want... team right now. Don't did they have a tag team match already Ooh. against Young Bucks? No, they haven't. Okay, so then that's their next thing. That's where you could get them to go to for their feud. Oh, I'm tired of this Darby Allen shit. No, I'm going to go against people who think, you know, I, me and Scorpio, we deserve the best. We deserve the types of titles that the Young Bucks got around their belt, around their waist. So how about this, Young Bucks? See us after, you know, whenever Young Bucks is finished with the, what is it? Uh, is it Dark Order are they facing? Yeah, it's Dark Order. Next. They're, they're facing Dark Order one by mm -hmm. one now, right? And shit like that. Well, two well, by two. This week coming up, next week, um, it's going to be a five-on-five five elimination match. So it's going to be All right, Hangman, one, two, three, and four. Versus to see who will um, Kenny, compete. Good Brothers, and Young Bucks. To give the opportunity to compete for the belts, yes. Yes. Um, so I feel like they're holding off on them for now until that. See, I feel like if the Young Bucks, the only way that Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky can actually win the belts is off of a babyface team. It can't be the Young Bucks at this point. Young Bucks have to lose it to like... A face. A face. Give it to Dark Order. Give it to a team like uh, Jungle Express. You know? Yeah. You can't really give... I mean... You can do a, a heel versus heel team, but it's like it's it's kind of pointless at that point. Like a heel versus heel feud. Yeah. It's like who's why the, is it pointless? I mean, it's been done so many times it, in the past has, in any division. It has, but it's just like who's the bigger dick? And then eventually one of those. But uh, either way, one is gonna get popped and one is gonna get booed. The only reason why I could see you actually doing that would be to turn one of those teams back into a babyface. Like to turn the young, oh, like, like make them turn to make the young bucks back into a baby face, mm. and to solidify Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page as a hardcore heel team. Yeah, but no, that I don't with the young see, bucks. No. I don't see Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky getting the belts at all. Not from the bucks. I definitely hope that they go solo after this. Like Scorpio Sky is amazing individually and so is Ethan Page. Mm -hmm. They're cool as a tag team, but they're not at all what I thought them to be. See, I would keep them as a team, but I'm do single matches at this point. Well, they are kind of, right? Yeah, so I would have... Because Scorpio's on Dark a lot. I would so. have Paige go towards the TNT Championship, 
and I would have Sky go after the AEW championship. Have yeah. them, but have them as a collective whole. You know, like we're dominating this yeah. group. Maybe get a female in there so that they do have a collective whole. Yeah. I do, speaking of female, I would hope that they would do something with like an um, intergender belts. Like, Ooh. you know, they could call it. Um, they could call it X gender belts. That way, you could be like it's, you know, either gender. It could be two females. It could be a male and female. It could be, uh, two males. So that way, if it's X gender, that means that you know anybody could hold those belts, including a male and female team. Mm-hmm. I you like know, that. um, it could be two women that aren't tag team partners in the division. But they have it because of the the ex, you know. This is just a total like fucking fan created. Uh, what is it called? Fantasy booking. Fantasy booking. There you go. Thank you. Total fantasy booking on my part, and just hopeful for that. I also hope for a triple belt title. It would be great to see a triple belt title since we are being teased so much with so many triple trios. With division. so many trios involved, we got Death Triangle. We got fucking there's so many there's so many and i can't even we got jungle express including marco stunt yeah okay you have you know the only family the well hardy family compound is like five it's like seven eight people so you can put hardy (laughs) with private party but you had butcher blade and bunny butchers on like tour right now but butcher blade and bunny were another trio um, you could involve, yes, Private Party with Matt Hardy. You could even do, um, what is it, Jack Evans and Angelico? Mm-hmm. With Matt Hardy as well. Yep. You could put um, people from the Nightmare family. You know, you could put Lee Johnson with Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. You could put... Uh, you could put... You got the factory. You could put the... Ugh, Fucking QT Marshall and fucking Aaron Solo and Broski and Broski. Yeah, there you go. You named them. And <laughs> you know, there's so many. The only ones I can't think of being involved with that is unfortunately the women's. Because the women's are like they're coming out with a great roster right now. And yes, congratulations to Thunder Rosa and happy birthday to her. It's awesome to see her signed in. I just want to see them have a little bit more finesse and training into their women. Because the women, some of them lack a little, like with Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker. This was Fight Night Fest, uh, Fight Fest Night Two, right? Yeah. Nyla Rose and Britt Baker. Um, to touch on that real quick, that one was, it was good, but there was too many times Nyla was botching it for me that for me to get a, it took me away from the match and reminded me again of like, oh God, this is why I hated wrestling back a few years ago because it's botch city. Or it doesn't look as grasping and entertaining as most performers okay, do. Okay, so I will touch on that. For me personally, that is all Nyla. Nyla is rusty in the ring. Very rusty. Nyla is very clunky. Yeah, rusty. She's only good as a tag team. Okay. Put her as a tag team, as the muscle, and you'll be good. But if she's not in a tag team, then she gets flustered in the ring and... She doesn't know where to go for her next move. She gets a little confused and she looks like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be over here instead of there. I personally was a fan of Nyla Rose. 
Do you think... I have become less and less and less of a fan of her as she has gone on. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose 1 was a terrible fucking match. Terrible. Yeah. I did not expect anything from this match. I expected it to be your same old fucking match. It was okay. It was a your typical ending, but I expected the same shit. Reba coming in, Reba making a distraction. I kind of expected her to do the Eddie Guerrero shit that she pulled with the I belt. I didn't, which I appreciated it to already. come back, yeah. You know, like... I feel like I have seen this match and they didn't change anything from the last time that they met. It is the same mm-hmm. match that happened in quarantine compared to the same match that we saw this past week. I see, I see. Now, if they did go back and actually watch the match that they put on together, I would have gone a completely different route. I would have done a completely different story where Nyla actually was dominating as opposed to it being a whole back and forth. Yeah, it was very much back and forth between the two in the night. Because maybe two weeks ago it was? Three weeks ago? Excuse me. Nyla Rose just put Britt Baker through a fucking table off the apron. You made her look dominant, and then she got into the ring with Britt Baker, and she looked like she was her equal. You don't do that with someone that you're trying to make into a monster. You know, like, you don't put Braun Strowman into the ring with fucking Sammy Guevara and let Sammy Guevara run all over him. You know, um, so I personally would rather see Nyla Rose end up being how can I put this more of a monster and not utilize like a oh, jobber. I'm so sorry, I'm having such a bad cough attack. Be right back, guys. And we're back, guys. I am so sorry about that, you guys. I needed water so badly. I was, I yeah, like I. Choked. She was dying. I was like, I was like, oh my god, no, I'm gonna die. So sorry about that, you guys. I am totally fine. I'm okay. I have water nearby, so I'm fine. So to continue on from what we were saying. Me personally, I don't like Nyla Rose anymore. I don't see yes. the, all the hubbub. I think that she is clunky. I think she is too rusty in the ring i'm not saying that she doesn't deserve to be in the ring but i am saying she's better off in a tag team make a female women's tag team division and let her shine there because obviously she's dangerous in the ring she doesn't seem to know how dangerous she is and it doesn't even come off smooth when she does it it comes off like how can i put it like, it's her second year of wrestling, and she's a novice. Yeah, I agree with you completely, where I was a huge fan of Nyla Rose in the beginning as well. She had, like, this this personality. She was really intimidating. But now that she hasn't been active, and after her injury, um, she seems to have been very lackluster. She is very rusty, I agree with you. And... I don't I wouldn't say that she's dangerous. She is a precaution. Mm-hmm. But I feel like compared to Nyla Jax, is it? Ni- Nyla Jax. Nyla Jax, she is dangerous. She's fucking careless. When I see these two performers, Nyla Jax to me is a very careless person and she doesn't give a fuck because she rides the arrogant train and think that that makes her hot shit. But no, she doesn't realize how many people she could actually physically injure and put their career in jeopardy. Almost While as Nyla Rose, Nyla Rose I think is just really rusty. She was, I felt like there was a lot of, um, 
I think she was really intimidated by a crowd, too. For number one, they're in Texas. Mm-hmm. Number two, her background. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she's not the pop that we had in the beginning of AEW when she was champion. And Britt Baker is basically everybody's fucking champion right now. Britt Baker's the face. So how more, how much more intimidating would it be to be in the shadow of her spotlight? I get it. So for me, I could see why Nyla Rose wouldn't perform 100% because she's totally at this brand new experience. Oh, shit. We got the live audience back. Oh, shit. I'm getting booed. That doesn't feel good to get booed. That could get taken very personally. Yeah. <clears throat> and psychologically. So, for me, when the minute they walked out, I saw it in Nyla's face. I don't know if you watched Nyla uh, do her entrance gesture. Did you see it by any chance? No, I was going you back missed and forth it, right? feeding. Okay, yeah, we were feeding little, little babies, right? Um, from the beginning, like when she came out with Vicky, she didn't. She took her mask off very reluctantly and very lazily. Like mm. she was not feeling it. So I saw it from the minute she came into the entrance. She was just not there. Definitely mentally, and that's what I think happened to her in her performance. It unfortunately shook her up. And you know, on top of feeling under the shadow of Britt Baker, you're also in a live crowd, and you're back in a live crowd. This is where you come back to. You know, like dang, I'm the bad guy right now. I'm not liked. And you got to like not being liked. Yeah. You know, um, there's so many performers I could talk about with that, but I don't want to yeah. go into tangents right now. <laughs> Real fast, one person that I know in AW that loves hating being liked. Love being hated? That loves being hated. Two people, actually. Um, Ethan Page. Yeah. He feeds into it. People boo, and he'll wild them up even more. Okay. Someone who does it, more nonchalant and gets an even more of a response MJF yes 100,000% if MJF. you didn't say MJF we was about to have some words <laughs> yeah completely a thousand percent agree MJF and Ethan Page have really really great mic skills mm -hmm. and they're very eloquent in their speeches so it's great the way they structure their fucking threats and the way they structure themselves and their egos they're really great egomaniacs so I will totally agree with you. There are a few other people that could definitely go behind that. Cody Rhodes. Um, let me see. Hangman. Another person. Hangman. Kenny, I'd say definitely. Kenny. Um, Hangman, I think I need to... Mm, he's been this shy... Wait, you're talking about for a, a heel pop or for a... I mean as a speaker. Okay, as, as a speaker. As a speaker, like as a, as, as a person who could just speak so eloquently as a personality. I did Dita Roth. I meant to keep it with heel, but I ended up going into face. Too. If we're going eloquency, is that a word? Eloquency? Maybe. If we're going eloquently? You can make up whatever you um, want. <laughs> Evil Uno. Oh, Evil Uno I love you, is Uno. such an eloquent speaker on He's the mic. He's so adorable. Um, he knows how to read the crowd. He knows how to speak. He knows how He's to get a pop. And he knows how to actually get heat on his opponent. I got the perfect word for him. Mm -hmm. He's extremely charismatic. He is. He, I love like when on BTE, like he has his hands together. Guys, we just need to form 
a plant together <laughs> and he just has his hands like together and doing the mr burns thing and it's so cute because he's like so innocent about it and i'm like these guys are supposed to be evil his name is evil uno what the fuck is this baby shit you know i get why i get why of course nobody hate me please i get why but it's like mm, it's just adorable at this point and i am a big fan of i'm a huge fan of evil uno i love him on the mic too i love um hangman's personality is starting to come to light mm -hmm. you know he's coming out of that introverted stage and coming out as an extrovert like yeah i believe in myself you know he all went from the extroverted drunk to the introverted drunk to the extroverted confident person yeah um so what do you think of this whole elite versus dark order actual storyline right now the elite versus the dark order well being the hangman is involved in dark order that's the only way that they could have involved hangman yeah they needed to get him behind a group and it made sense for it to be dark order with the whole history this is a little bit of a long storyline going on but it has come full circle from the beginning of when hangman used to be part of the elite and now he's facing against like where he you know came from and uh um, almost a whole year for us to get full circle almost a whole i think year. covid made that happen though like covid postponed us from letting that happen and in the meantime we got the opportunity to see a lot of all the other performers go because i mean evolve mm -hmm. because we had so much time and we were thankful that AEW was able to find the time and the safety precautions to be able to put on these matches during the pandemic. Hey, they thrived during the pandemic, and I thank them for that. Um, let's move on. We've seen Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy. My water, sorry. <laughs> feud with the Blade and the Bunny. And week in and week out, the Blade and Bunny always find a way to sneak in a pair of the brass knuckles. This week, we finally had the Blade and Orange Cassidy go one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, they let on Fight Fest. Yo, I'm trying real hard, you guys. Like, this Fighter Fest, Fright Fest, Fight the Fall. Like, I'm, there's so many Fs right now. <laughs> I'm going to hide that Fight for the Fall. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Because, like... Fright Fest is going to come up for October and Six Flags too. And I'm like, man, we should go to Fright Fest. But it's, it's Fighter Fest, right? Mm -hmm. Right, Shelly? Yeah, okay. <laughs> night one, it was the both uh, genders. And then night two, it was Cassidy and the Blade one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. I enjoyed the one-on-one -on -one a lot more. Okay. Although I enjoyed watching the girls going at it in night one. I am just waiting to know when Cassidy and Chris Statlander, Statlander are going to come out and say that they're a couple. Ah, man. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, I'm just I, waiting, I you guys. They, please. They look cute together, but they have, I don't know. They have a very cute chemistry together. I love them as like this uh, tag team for it to be male and female. It'd be great um, to see them go against other teams similarly, where it's Blade and Bunny. It could be um, 
who's another team? Oh man, I just want to see Jade Cargill with somebody. And well, we were Jade listening to Busted Open today, right, guys? It's today's Friday. We were listening to Busted Open today, and there was a fan that called in, mentioning a lot of like great matches together. It's like, oh man, and then you could pair her with Mark Henry. Oh, that's such a dream. But it was understood what Mark Henry was talking about as well, where she needs to get a little bit more growth and get more get a little more love she gotta chase the hug a little more See, but mark sterling i don't think we're gonna be getting that i know I, 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 I don't know when mark henry's so bad i, I don't like the you know how much of a but mark sterling but i get it i get it you don't want her to pop right now and i don't want that to happen to her like this is i feel like this happened to nyla rose nyla rose came out as like this like really intimidating person and so did jay cargill but like now, if she comes out with some agent that's as big as Mark Henry, that could get her over too high. And if she can't meet that expectation that the people want, she gonna feel real like a real ego, like um, shot to the heart, and that could bring confidence down in people. So for me, see, I felt like that about Nyla. That Mark happened to Nyla. Sterling with MJF. Wow. No. Yes, He's he not did. good enough for MJF. MJF that's is his own we, shit. That's who we saw him with last. Not even Tully Blanchard. He was fucking... with MJF last, correct? Uh, yeah, but yes short-lived. No? Really short-lived. Okay. So last time, we, I, I'm trying to make a point. You're Wait, did he me. sign? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. So we saw him with MJF against John Moxley. That was the last time we saw Sterling before this whole shit. Really? Yes. Moxley had to beat John Sterling to go against MJF. Oh yeah. So, um, oh he God. automatically has heat on him because he was with MJF. Automatically. If you're gonna build up uh, Jay Cargill as a heel, mm-hmm. it makes sense to put her with a heel. But personally, I would have sidestepped all of this. I would have put her with Vicky Guerrero. I wouldn't put Vicky with Nyla Rose at all. Nyla can carry herself. Nyla can handle a mic. Nyla doesn't need someone behind her screaming, excuse me. Nyla herself screams, excuse me. Neither does Jade Cargill, though. No, Jade Cargill screams, excuse me, I'm that bitch. But Jade Cargill is inexperienced, too. And everybody knows that. So you have someone who is very experienced. muscles say something different. The muscles can say one thing, but experience in the ring is another. She's only six matches into her career. You're right. Six matches. So far, she's doing really good. They're building her up. I would have put her with Vicky Guerrero instead. I feel like it would have been a better pair than with Mark with uh, Mark Sterling. Um, Mark Sterling, I feel like nobody needs to see at all. Yes. At all. I totally agree. I like. Why is he here? Yeah. He's not a good mouthpiece. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for someone to come in, just jump him, and Jade just like. Be like, bye, bitch. i rather... You know who I could see him with? Even though I feel like the leader is carries himself pretty well, too, and as much as I fucking hate him. The Nightmare Factory. Yeah. QT Marshall. He's He would be great with QT Marshall's team. Mm-hmm. Speak for Nick Camarado. Speak... And speak for uh, other dude. What's his name? Uh, Blue hair. Oh, Aaron Salo. Aaron Salo. You know, pair him with them, but QT Marshall also, I just have such a love-hate relationship with QT. Like, he's a wild card. He's a wild card that I can never fucking predict. 
He's seriously the Joker in the deck. See, he had a good match recording in the strap match. Yeah, he did. And, and he performed... His My favorite match he did was the Barnyard match, bro. The bunkhouse, right? I keep calling it the Barnyard. All right, so my question is, is he only uh, good in a match with a stipulation? I think so. Because I feel like I can't he's lame see in, him. He's lame in regular matches. Yeah, I can't see him in a regular match. In a regular match, he, it's okay. Um, he's good going all out. When he's he, ballsy. Yeah, when he's going for that crazy fucking <clears throat> uh, match, it's like the strap match or the bunkhouse match. I'm I'm with it, but he's no a straight yeah. on matches, nah. Um, he sells so good. I gotta say, he sells great. There's just something about him. I just I don't know what it is. I can't find myself to appreciate him as a performer. Mm. Like it's just weird. I just don't understand how to like do that. I understand. He's a he's too much half and half for me. But Mark Sterling, yeah, like fucking hate that guy, man. Alright, um, I'm gonna move on. Oh, so, I spilled my water. I'm cold. <laughs> so we finally saw the elite hunter in action. Fucking Kazarian. Red Kazarian in action. Um he went against Stock Allos. Daddy Dangly. Daddy Dangly. And he lost. He lost I to Doc Gallows. Totally and surprised. I was so fucking happy. I don't like well, this. Well, you're happy. I don't like this Elite Hunter fucking uh, gimmick. I feel like if they were going to build it up, then he should have beat Doc Gallows immediately. Because he keeps coming in. That's the sad part. Sticking his nose in the business of the Elite where it doesn't mm-hmm. belong. And you automatically put him against someone in the Elite and he fails. I'm sorry. You don't do that. If you want to build him up to be the elite hunter, you have him knock off everybody one, one by, by one by one totally by one. Totally agree. Leading up to a title match, which it's not going to lead up to a title match no. at this point. There's no reason to. I don't even think Frank Kazarian's in the top five at this They're point. They're using him as a gimmick, which is the really sad part <clears throat> because Kazarian's such a great performer. But I agree with you. It should have been it should have totally been that he took everyone out one mm-hmm. by one and had become the elite hunter and then they go with the gimmick oh the elite hunter has become the elite hunted i'm like guys the elite prey come yeah. on now the yeah. elite prey come on now come on now but yeah i get it um it's just sad to see kazarian going in the route that they have him i wish that they had him as the elite hunter he's so aggressive he's so angry he's so rage he's like hulk and they like turn him back into bruce banner yeah immediately his rage beat him up just the rageaholic yeah they had the perfect i don't know if this is how they get him to spiral down for his character so then they could bring him back up like this is his uh like a you redemption know, story. Yeah, exactly. Like Hangman. You know, uh, like Hangman had the drinking issues. Yeah. Now Kazarian will have the anger issues. Oh, we've been telling you, man. You got to relax. Da, 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 da. See, it was going so good Has on BTE. Has he ever had... Oh, no. That was Christopher Daniels was that had the fallen angel. Yeah. It, it was going so good on BTE. And they just like... They stopped doing they it. They stopped it. They just stopped it. I, I don't know why they had to stop it. So let's get into MJF and Jericho. Oh man, so, this is great. Jericho, demo God. De- I'm going to be screaming, Demo God. Demo God. And whether people like it or not, I'm going to scream it. If they join me or not, 
damn old God, damn old God. So, MJF has him going through the five labors of Jericho now. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, demo God. Mm-hmm. He is the Greek mythology. He is the God of War. I've been watching AW. Hercules, the cartoon, Disney cartoon, every fucking day, you guys, because I'm just like, yup, this is Jericho right now. So, the first labor I can go was Sean Spears versus... And versus Jericho. Mm-hmm. Spears was able to use a chair. Yep. Jericho couldn't. Nope. Now, this match, phenomenal way to open up the night. Loved it. Best way to open the night. Wait it, a minute. That was the first That match? was the first match of the oh night. Oh, my God. It made me think like it was the main event. Nope. I loved it. Um, It didn't miss a beat. Jericho didn't miss a beat. Sean Spears, I loved it, even though he had the chairs in the ring. He always kept going back for more. <laughs> yep. And he kept... Fooling Jericho every single time. Um, and the chairman got out chaired. <laughs> Put it that way. He got, he, they said, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, back in the day, you guys, um, back in the day of what I mean is like playing Halo on a LAN party, okay? Uh, me and the friends at, and our my friends at the time and everything, we used to say, "Sit down, fool! Sit down, fool! Sit down! Here, have a seat." And it would usually mean that you got somebody by emptying out your clip and then just meleeing them, and having them like get knocked out and die. We used to do this like for personal parties, whatever. But it was sit down, fool. It was our clan thing. It was our clan name, and it was really fun. So, this whole thing brought me back to that. Like, the whole, like, it made me feel just nostalgic about, like, oh, my God, like, have a seat. Here you go, have a seat. I was full of corny jokes the whole night. That's how entertaining it was for me. Listening in with my own imagination going off because the Shelleys were going crazy talking about shit, right? And it was just fun through the whole match. There was a lot of great setups where I totally forgot about, like, oh, when Sean Spears put the chair in the corner, I'm like, oh my god, what are they gonna do right now? And it's like they didn't come back to that till the fucking end of the That's match. What like you're that was so good. To do. That, is the perfect that way was to so good. Match. They had such a great, great performance and great performance on Sean Spears. Great performance by Jericho as always. Which with Sean Spears, awesome. It was a like it this. was a five for five for me. And five after for five what orange we switches. saw with him with Dustin and with Cody, it's like why is he not main event picture right now? Why is he sidelined? Listen, I, I don't get this. He was gone for a minute away from Tully. And then when he came back in with the pineapple, I'm like, oh, I got to finish my picture of him as Squidward. It really, <laughs> it, I feel like he's truly Squidward. He's talented. He has a lot of tenacity and he has so much to give, but it's, he's just not acknowledged. And he's angry about that. <laughs> I feel like it's just so perfect. Like, like he deserves to be in the spotlight, Sean Spears. He really and does. It's, and it's sad that he's a fucking jobber right now, yo. Like, it, it's like, it, what the it's fuck are you such doing? It's a shame because I would put so many heels in the main picture spot, but there are so many heels in the main picture spot already that it's like we're there over are. we're overhealed. There are we're overhealed at this point. Um, the chairman. I, I love this match. I agree with you. This was a five out of five for me. Uh. I didn't think it could get any better until MJF actually got on the mic. Oh my and god, yo. For the first thing that MJF announced 
was Nick fucking Gage. Oh man, wait before you said. Uh, well, yeah, you said it already. But I wanted to say real quick that um, when MJF came on the mic, I thought he was gonna pop off a little bit of shit to say, "No, no, no, Jericho. I said you could not use chairs." Oh fuck! I spilled water on myself again. That's oh my why god, you it's have so to close cold. The top, baby. It's because I'm drinking. Oh. Look, close the top. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Get the bottles on the side, close the top. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yeah, I'm fine. <sighs> okay. I thought he was going to pop off some shit to Jericho saying, no, 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 no. I said you couldn't use chairs. And you used the chair by driving him into it. But you know what? I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. He kinda, I'll give it to you. He because did kind of say that. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He kind of did. He said, nah, he said, oh, well, you got through Sean Spears. Okay, so you got through the first thing. He didn't like, I thought he would say something about the chair. I he thought didn't he kind of did. No, I, we, did I got to go back and rewatch that. Yeah, go because, watch it. Because he didn't say nothing about the chair. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just saying, I thought he did. He didn't um, say nothing about the chair. I, anyway, like I said, right? So. So. Then. He introduced your boy. And you was like, yo. Why do you call him my boy? I've seen like five matches me, of his. Ten you taught me about his. Nick Gage. And then we both watched fucking Dark Side of the Ring together. That's not making so my that boy. Me, that's your boy. That's your boy. Because you, you was like, yo, this guy is fucking crazy. You got to watch this guy. And I'm like, all right, let's see it. That's not my boy. Chris Bay would be more my boy. Listen. Like. Anybody you introduced me to that I don't know about. That's your boy. So everybody in AEW is my boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> well, it makes that, your, your it logic is to. nonsense, poopy pants. It doesn't have to. You don't have to understand my logic because it's mine. <laughs> so, um, Nick Cage, we're getting. <laughs> we immediately saw him bring out a pizza cutter. Immediately, bro. I was like going flashbacks to poor Dave Arquette. I was like, oh no. Oh man, I was thinking New Jack immediately. I saw that. I don't never want. That I'm is sorry. the first thing I saw. Rest in peace, man. But I don't really like to ever think of that dude. I, I just don't. I can't. It's history. I don't like his. I didn't like his performances. I think he was over the top, and it was more for the bloodlust than it was for the entertainment. I don't like it. You know, nowadays he would put in, fit in perfect in uh, GCW. See. He See, would be okay. perfect for that. Okay, so to compare New Jack to Nick Gage, mm-hmm. both are fucking violent as hell, right? Yeah. You could say that. I feel like Nick Gage wasn't... I didn't see that bloodlust in his eyes the way I saw it in New Jack. You need to see more New of his ja- matches then. <sighs> They're both psychos. <laughs> Let me say that. They're both fucking psychotic. And they both took a lot of fucking risk. New Jack, like, I mean, um, Nick Gage, like, almost fucking lost his life. Like, he had, oh my god, I can't. Uh, Yeah, but he purposely stabbed David Arquette in the throat. Purposely. I know, I know. That's bloodlust. I know, that is bloodlust. I just... I I see the same level of bloodlust right there and then. I just, like, I don't know. It's hard. Either way, it's hard because this is real life. It's not like, it's not fucking... Game of Thrones. With that being said, it's real life. It being the Game of Thrones of AEW right now. Um, <laughs> Nick Gage came out talking about how AEW doesn't use real barbed wire, doesn't use 
real glass like GCW does that they use stunt sugar glass. Call them out on all this shit. Um, do we see Nick Gage bring real violence into AEW next week against the Painmaker? I would want it to be 10% if they did. Because okay. if they bring that all out, something bad could really fucking happen. And no. it's not going to be cool. I don't, think, I don't think it's that time for this division to experience that level of violence yet. Because GCW is known for it. Um, that's where everybody goes for, for the real bloodlust. Like, sometimes I'm so iffy with that. I'm very, very, very much 50-50. There's times where I'm like, I love watching it. I love, I'm too enticed by it. I love gore. I love watching this kind of shit. But it's also like, oh, this is a fucking reality, you know? This is not no fucking cosplay, no. some bullshit. This is not... This is real. <laughs> Those are real injuries. And that's real weapons because people are that psychotic. People are that masochistic. Yeah, guys. I was watching the 4th of the Fourth of July bash pay-per-view that they had. Uh, and she just peeked over my shoulder to watch one little shot. And she saw somebody stabbing a bunch of barbecue skewers into someone's head. And they were just nah, all hanging out. Nah, the dude out. that had like the fucking darts, was it? Oh, the, As, like, it was the bicycle tassels. It was bicycle I, tassels. <laughs> he looked like a fucking... He looked like... I don't know. Oh, my God. He reminded me a little bit of, like, Twisty the Clown from fucking... <laughs> uh, American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story Freak Show. I was just like, yo, it was just something about, like, those two things in his head. He looked like something out of a Rob Zombie movie that was, like, the, the you know, some of the pit of my nightmares. It was really crazy. I was like, this dude is nuts. I love seeing how crazy people go. But, like, man, you guys really fucking test the limits of the human body. Like, it's just so scary. It's guys, a modern-day freak show. If people are aspiring to do this kind of shit, just really do your research on, you know, know your shit. Know your shit if you're going to go into this level of pain. You know, understand threshold, understand limits, understand what your aortas are, where your lymph nodes are. Where it's really dangerous, like, just just do research. Just do research, man. It just scares me that people just go in ignorant. You know, like the MTA incident, okay? Yeah. That's an ignorant thing. Like, how dare you fucking act like you know shit and you went in the ignorant and look what happened to you. 17 years old. That That's a shame. That's a shame. Lying you know? that he was and 18, 21. Exactly. So, ugh, I'm digressing. But... It's great to see Nick Gage, like this fucking crazy guy. Like we've seen Moxley go crazy. We've seen Jericho go crazy. I am very, very curious to see how the Painmaker is because I've never gotten the experience of the Painmaker before. Mm, all right, so the Painmaker, for those that don't know, was Jericho's first persona in New Japan. Uh, after he left WWE, he went over there. He faced Okada. He faced uh kenny omega both matches were five star matches six star matches all both of them were for the iwgp championships and both went over 60 minutes they went over the time limit fucking hour yeah and hour and not a moment of them ended up being boring every single moment had you grasping for more and every single moment was like holy shit because they perfectly executed everything and mapped everything out um brunhilde uh, sorry guys our little girl brunhilde is like she wants attention 
So, <laughs> Nick Gage debuted. He's not signed, guys. Just so you know. he it, It's going to be a one-off showing, most likely. He came out to such a big pop. But I want to yeah. talk about other people who got big pops. First off, Andrade. El Idolo. We have not talked about Andrade on this show yet. He yes, had, we have. We no, talked about his uh, debut, ha- but not about his performance yet. We haven't talked about his match yet. His first match was against Matt Seidel. Oh, that's right. Excellent match. Fun match. Um, showcased a little bit of what he can do. Not to his maximum potential, but definitely showcased it. But what's intriguing me now is not only did he debut, just rip it off like a Band-Aid. Just rip it off like a Band-Aid. <laughs> No, um, I'm trying to do it secretly. <laughs> She's trying to open a box of fruit snacks, You guys. freaking... Why did you have to blow out my spot like that? I got munchies, guys. I'm sorry. Because it's fun. So, not only did he debut, but this week... I'm he, the worst. He debuted a new... You want No, one? thank you. <laughs> thank you, though. He debuted a new uh, assistant, Chavo Guerrero. So, the Guerrero name is still in AEW. Yeah, I was He's like, oh, no way. Signed. He's all elite. I know of him. I don't know anything about him. So I'm glad That's it's him at. with him instead of Vicky now. Completely. Yeah. I like Vicky with him, but I like Chavo Guerrero better. I feel like he fits him. But what I am intrigued with right now is this whole situation with that triangle. Yeah, because Pac came out like, yo, you put your... You put our name in your mouth. Like, what's up with that? Yeah. What's up? What's up, money? Uh, I love Pac. Oh, my God. I love Pac. I cannot wait to see a Pac versus Andrade match. It's something that we didn't get in WWE. It's something... Really? Yeah. It's something that I wanted for a long time. And it looks like we're going to be getting it by the first week of September. Because is that going to be our show? No, that is all out. The oh, okay. First week of September. So, me personally, fantasy booking. Since he said he is best for Latino wrestling, he wants to make Latino wrestling great again. Let us see Andrade versus Pac. Whoever loses, well, if Andra- if uh, Pac loses... Mm-hmm. He leaves that triangle, and Lucha Brothers join him. <gasps> You're gonna make him break up the band? Why not? <gasps> make Latino wrestling great again. Oh, but I want to see him go against everyone in that triangle. I want to see him go against Pac. I want to see him go against uh, Penta. But most of all, Phoenix. They got that style. But him and Penta are both like heavyweights. But Phoenix can avoid everything that Andrade can do. I see. I am very, very excited for that match. Hmm. I'm excited for this whole storyline going on currently. Um, it's intriguing. And I like the way that they'll do backstage interviews with Andrade and still show subcap subtitles. Yo, you see what they're doing with Andrade with the letting him speak Spanglish? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they let them do that with Hikaru? I wished so bad I could have finally Japanese girl talking shit. 
like Asuka. They gave her subtitles, but it was no, very, it wasn't, like it wasn't very. It's not with, like this. Yeah, it's not, not like, like they this. did at all with um, Andrade, and they did such a great job. And I like the dynamic he has because yo, he carries himself. He still has that charisma and everything to carry himself because he doesn't have to speak perfect English and perfect Spanish. He could do both, and that's what's awesome about him. He can he carries that um, confidence with him when he talks. So, um, I'm loving what we're doing with Andrade. I love what they're doing with all the triangle. Now, Cody. What about Cody? Cody is in a feud now with Malachi Black. Oh, we yeah. We definitely have not talked about Malachi Black on this show yet. Oh, Alistair my Black has debuted God. three weeks ago. Oh, my God. To... An outstanding crowd. Oh my god! Hit a black mass on Arn Anderson, Whoa. and another black mass on Cody Rhodes. I believe it was announced that we're getting that match in two weeks. Yep. It's going to be in Pittsburgh, or no, Daly's place. It's going to be in Daly's place. Last show in Jacksonville, in their go home show, before they hit the road to go to Boston and Pittsburgh and all them shits and New York eventually, and Jersey. Um, oh man. It's a I good build-up. I am so up. happy to see him in AEW. It's a good build-up so, so far. fucking high. One thing I didn't like is how they automatically... It was just black mask, black mask, and then, boom, they were in the ring the next week, and they automatically had people, like, pulling them apart. It wasn't like wow. there was a tension built immediately. I wish that there was, like, more of a tension built up throughout the weeks. Like, one week, have them... Do the black mask on Arnett Anderson. Don't have him automatically hit the black mask on Cody the same week. Have him hit the black mask on Cody the next week. Like in the match? No, not in the match, but like oh, in, in, the next, in like, a promo. Oh, well, you know, they like, were build dressed it up. for the part. So I get it. You're trying, it made sense. You were also trying to excite a crowd and get everyone wild up. What a better way to hit a black mask on both people. But me personally, to build it up, I would have done Arn one week. Cody the next week, confrontation in the ring the third week. Like, actually stretch it out a little bit, you know? Like, not just bam, bam, all in one night. Mm. And then automatically the next week, you guys automatically have a beef and we have to have people pulling you apart. Shouldn't be that quick, in my opinion. Um, Should have been stretched out for three, four weeks at least. And that leading up to, like, a contract signing for some kind of crazy match or... Just a regular match. That's where you get pulled apart. Not just in a regular, like, confrontation where you hit a black mask in the middle of the ring. You know? Yeah. So, uh... You're repeating yourself a lot. I know, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm excited for it, though. I love where we're going with it. Yeah, totally. I think, I think that it's he's a great addition to the roster. There's so many matches I want to see him in. I want to see him against Jungle Boy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? think it would be really good mm. I think he could elevate Jungle Boy differently than like Jericho did really why not Luchasaurus different sizes mm. um different styles I feel like Alistair Black or Malachi Black has that crazy Lucha style like not Lucha he has a strong style itself mm-hmm. similar to like Shinsuke Nakamura Brunhilda. <laughs> but uh, 
I feel like Jungle Boy's athleticism and quickness and stamina will be a good match for Alistair Black. I see, yeah. Um. Now, real fast, getting into rumors. Big rumors. Nothing do confirmed. Do we want to... Do we want to go into that? I mean, yeah, you do. The whole world's talking about it. Ah, um, uh, you know why I'm reluctant to talk about it? No, you don't know why. I will say why though. I'm very reluctant to talk about this rumor because it gets me scared to get hype the same way the hype got to be about Big Show and Christian Cage. With that, with that whole like promotion, I am hype if it's true. I'm fucking stoked. I am like pissing my pants hype. <laughs> like, if it happens to be at our show, oh my god, I'm gonna lose my fucking voice. Okay, do you want to just say what it is because you're going around it now? You're talking about it, but you're not. you say it. Alright, so the one you're talking about is Brian Danielson. Or- yeah! So, uh... Yes, 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 yes. Very highly rumored. Yes, Um, yes. I think it was yes. Fightful or B- Bodyslam.net. Bodyslam.net, I think, uh, reported. Brian Danielson is signing an AEW contract. <laughs> it's not official. Dirt sheet reports, but it's going out there. Every single fucking... Wrestling page is reporting it now. The dirt sheets are and so juicy. Now they're reporting that it's going to be at Arthur Ashe Stadium. So if you watch AW Homecoming and he shows up there, guys, there you go. Reported by us. Reported by them. Oh, my God. Don't kill the messenger. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to get into the second one. The other one's too big for me to even fathom that it's actually true. Um... Apparently, he did sign a deal this morning. I don't know if it's true or not because no one really knows it's true. But like I said on Twitter... That's why it's a rumor. Um, So, that rumor would be CM Punk. So, apparently, he signed a deal that is exclusive to a certain amount of dates. Similar to how like a Brock Lesnar would have signed his deal. Yeah. Where he isn't on the show every week, but he is on the show for how many? Like all the big shows. Like he'll be at like an all out, or he'll be at like a like a like revolution. Yeah, the pop any up of the like Wednesday shows, right? Or any of the big like pay per view shows like that, like Homecoming or Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. So that was a couple of the big rumors, guys. That's it. Um, fucking hype. If it's true, if it's true, if it's not true, I the least person I would wish for is Brock Lesnar. I mean, he grew his look, hair, bro. He looks it, so it's weird. not as if AEW came out and said, Hey, we signed these people, and I know. that are going to be people debuting. It's not like the Christian Cage thing, I'm just saying. at all. Um, yo, people hating. I don't know why people were hating on Christian Cage. I was like, yo, wait. Expectations. Internet. Internet's yeah. a bitch. There you go. I said it. I said it. I'll say it again. Internet's, <laughs> Internet's a bitch. A bitch. And Hashtag. That's our show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Internet's a bitch. <laughs> I'm Derek. 
And I'm Shelly. Find me at the Monica underscore Lunacy. Instagram, Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Phoenix Day. We'll be coming back next week after Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen actually has a pretty nice card. Uh, we got Chris Jericho versus Nick Gage in a no DQ match. Woo! Um, we have Hikuleo versus Lance Archer for the IWGP. That's right. Uh, already. Um, we have Santana Ortiz versus FTR. That'll be very exciting. It's like the club all over again. Mm-hmm. And I forgot. I feel like there was one more that I saw. Christian Cage and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus uh, HFO. Oh, the Hardy family. So Hardy family. Party and okay. uh, and Helico. Ah, and Helico with them. I you see what I mean with the trios. So uh, next week seems to be like it's going to be a good match. And let's see if MJF can surprise us with anything else. I, you know, I really wonder what would top Nick Gage at this point because we know Jericho's going to go through the five. Easy. But let's find out next week. Peace. Later.